0: Hi, I'm Rowan and I'm five years old and Jesus is better than anything else because he made the world.
1: Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job but then the next minute you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world and the hope of living with Him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why He wants you to join Him. Hey, Finn! It's so good to be back and get to enjoy another Bible story with you again. It's been too long. How are you doing? Um, Good. Awesome. So, I don't know about you, but recently, God has been leading me to go through a lot of the Psalms where I've been reminded of God as a shield and a fortress and the one who shows us the way to go. So I'm excited to see what we'll get to learn about God in our story today. Now, do you remember, way back in the last episode, how God provided miraculously for the Israelites who were living in Samaria when they were surrounded by that Syrian army? Yes. <laughs> well, in our story today, we're going to see how God works through Elisha the prophet again. Remember how God had used Elisha to bring a woman's son back to life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he kept visiting the woman and her family. And he said to her, one time he said to her, go away with your family. Stay for a while anywhere you can. The Lord has decided there won't be enough food in the land. That will be true for seven years. The woman did just as the man of God told her to, and so she and her family went away, and they stayed in the land of the Philistines for seven years. And then, after the seven years passed, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to the king of Israel. Why do you think she went to him? Uh, because she went in more, uh,
0: F O. O-D.
1: Hmm. That's a good guess. She wanted to ask him to get her house and land back. All right. So, the king had been talking to Gehazi, and Gehazi was the servant of the man of God. The king had said, they were just talking about Elisha. He was saying, tell me about all the great things Elisha has done. And Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had brought a dead boy back to life. And then, just then, the woman came to ask the king to get her house and land back. The very woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life. And Gehazi said, King Joram, this is the woman I've been telling you about. And this is her son. He's the one Elisha brought back to life. So the king asked the woman about her house and land. And she told him, Then he appointed an official to look into her case, and the king said, Give her back everything that belonged to her. That includes all the money that was earned from her land. It was earned from the day she left the country until now. Whoa, can you believe that? Yes. So that means that the woman got even more money to live on as she got her life back in her old house and land. When I've taken a trip and been away from home, it's always been so nice to come home to my own bed. How about you, Finn? Maybe not that nice. You like taking trips? Have you ever taken trips with your family? Yes. Have you visited the next coral reef over? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was to visit your cousin, right? Which cousin? I think it was Gil. Gil?
0: Oh yeah, Gil. You mean the one who um, is sixty-seven million six hundred seventy times thousand better at reading than me?
1: Hmm. Well, I don't think that's true, but I do think you were a bit discouraged because he was. He was better at youth than in some things. But then we talked about how God gives each of us different gifts to be a part of his kingdom and to serve one another. So, Elisha is going to enter our story. He went to Damascus. Now, Ben-Hadad, who was the king of Aram, he wasn't an Israelite king, was sick. And the king was told, the man of God has come all the way up here. Then the king said to Hazael, "Take a gift with you. Go and see the man of God and ask him for the Lord's advice. Ask him whether I will get well again."
0: Oh, did you know that there's a volcano? And hey, did you know that a volcano erupted somewhere at the bottom of the ocean? There, you know that uh, big crack with all the uh, very hot. Magma or whatever.
1: That's terrifying.
0: You know, you want to know how I knew? How? Because because of the
1: uh, water TV. Oh, on the news? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Meanwhile, Hazel went to see Elisha. Hazael took 40 camels with him as a gift, and the camels were loaded with all the finest goods of Damascus. And Hazael went into Elisha's house and stood in front of him. He said, Ben-Hadad has sent me. He's the king of Aram. He asks, Will I get well again? And Do you remember what Elisha said?
0: No. Yes. Or whatever.
1: (laughs) You're actually right. He said... Go and tell him, yes, you will get well again. But the Lord has shown me that he will, in fact, die.
0: Oh, yeah. I think he means if if it weren't for, uh, what's his name, Hazael?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if it weren't for Hazael, Ben-Hadad would definitely
1: survive. Uh-huh. But then Elisha stared at Hazael without looking away, and he began to weep. Why are you weeping? asked Hazael. Do you remember why he was weeping? <laughs> I don't think they can they can see what you're doing, Finn. I know you're pretending to be dead. He said, because I know how much harm you will do to the people of Israel. And it was true. Hazael would end up being one of the people of Israel's most bitter enemies. He said, you will set fire to their cities and have high walls around them. You'll kill their young men and women and children. And Hazael said, how could I possibly do a thing like that? I'm nothing but a dog. I don't have that kind of power. You will become king of Aram, Elisha answered. That's what the Lord has shown me. Now, if you remember way back, God had told Elijah to anoint Hazael as the king of Aram. And did he do that? Yes. Nope. Huh? It appears that he didn't because Elisha just did it, right? So does that mean God's plan was completely messed up? Wrong. Whatever God wants to happen... Is going to happen, and he uses people to carry out his plans. And so Hazael left Elisha and returned to his master. Ben Hadad asked, What did Elisha say to you? Hazael replied, He told me you would get well again. But then what happened? The next day, Hazael killed the king, and Hazael became the next king after him. Now, there was a man named Jehoram who began to rule as king over Judah. We'll talk about him more later, but for now I'll tell you that he was Jehoshaphat's son, and he ruled for eight years. And do you think he followed God with all his heart? No. (sighs) He followed the ways of the kings of Israel, just as the royal family of Ahab had done. In fact, he even married a daughter of Ahab.
0: Oh, great!
1: Jehoram did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. But the Lord didn't want to destroy Judah, because he'd made a covenant with his servant David. The Lord had promised to keep the lamp of David's kingdom burning brightly, and had promised that to him and his children after him forever. But when Jehoram was king over Judah, another country called Edom refused to remain under Judah's control. Edom set up their own king. So Jehoram took all his chariots with him. But the men of Edom surrounded him and his chariot commanders. He he got up at night and fought his way out, but his army ran back home. And so Edom refused to remain under Judah's control. And when Jehoram was Judah's king, Libna also refused to remain under the control of Judah. So even the king's enemies were getting the best of him, which showed that God didn't let him be a very powerful king at all. hurray His son Ahaziah became the next king after him. Ahaziah began to rule as king over Judah. It was in the twelfth year that Joram. Ahab's son was king of Israel. I know it's really confusing. It's okay. You can just listen and think about which ones were following God and which ones weren't. Uh, let me guess. Jehoshaphat, David, mm-hmm. not. Those sir. were a couple of them who followed God. And so Joram ruled in Jerusalem for one year, and his mother's name was Athaliah. Athaliah? The who? Don't forget her name because she is a really scary lady who we'll find out more about later.
0: She's a Goliath's
1: wife. (laughs) She was a granddaughter of Omri and Omri had been the king of Israel. Ahaziah followed the ways of the royal family of Ahab. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord just as the family of Ahab had done. You've got to be kidding me. That's because he'd married into Ahab's family. What? Do you remember what Ahab was like? Um, terrible? Yeah, what a horrible decision to bring idol-worshipping people into his family. And
0: stealing and killing Naboth!
1: That's right, you remember that story. And, um, so then these two kings even fought in a war together. Ahaziah joined forces with Ahab's son, Joram, tell, and they went to war against Hazael, the king of Aram. Tell me that it, Judah didn't just attack
0: um, Benedad's army for no reason, or I mean, like,
1: Hazael's
0: army. Well,
1: they joined, they joined together, and the soldiers of Aram wounded King Joram. So he was turned to Jezreel to give his wounds time to heal. And the soldiers of Aram had wounded him at Ramoth in his battle against Hazael. And so Ahaziah, the king of Judah, went down to see Joram. So it's kind of like Ahaziah and Joram were being like friends. For, yeah, for about 12 hours. Maybe more. Who are some of your friends, Finn? Hello. Mm Mm-hmm. Organ? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... What are they like? Mm, well, Oregon... How do they act?
0: Well, Oregon... Well, Oregon is the most hungriest.
1: (laughs) Do they help you want to know God more, or do they try to get you to do things God says not to do?
0: Oregon's very convincing that I should eat while reading my Bible. Mm hmm.
1: I do that too sometimes.
0: Oh, did I tell you that he loves Did I tell you what his favorite food is? What? Kale
1: chips. <gasps> Kelp chips? Kale chips. Oh, kale chips. Gotcha.
0: They needed to like put a candle on the kales uh on uh the kales and then pull them back under water. Since someone, you know, that
1: fish can't hold their breath. To make them crispy? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, what did the woman who lost her land choose to do? Follow Elisha. So she went to see the king. And what did God do for her? Uh, He
0: provided her her land.
1: Right. I love how God so faithfully cares for this woman through her interactions with Elisha. God has raised her son from the dead and now given her back her land with extra money besides. But it doesn't mean that the woman never had anything bad happen to her. She had to go through some really painful things, like not being able to have children for a long time, and then her son dying, and then losing her land to be able to see the way that God provided for her and did miracles. It's even better in Jesus because as God's children, God promises to work all things that happen together for our good to make us more like Christ and that the bad things that happen now are getting us ready for so much glory when we get to enjoy living with Jesus forever on the new earth. So, What about Elisha's job of anointing that king of Aram? Did Elisha obey? Maybe. Mm. Did obeying make sure that everything would be easy for Elisha and the people of Israel? No. You know, one of the things about faith is that sometimes it just doesn't make sense. That's when we need to trust God's big plan of redemption how he's going to bring men and women and boys and girls and fish into his kingdom is in his time and his way. These prophets did just what God told them to do. But it's even better for us because we get to look back and see how God fit the pieces together back then as we trust him to fit the pieces of our lives and the pieces of the whole world together.
0: And hey, did you know there's a skull where a s- Hey, did you know there's uh, a giant giant squid in one of our classrooms? And uh, and he's the only student in the classroom. You know why? Why? Actually, there's also another one, but he's a small... He's a turtle. Oh. Because, yeah, uh, because giant squids are humongous.
1: So no other students fit? Yeah hmm So even things like that, God can work everything together, getting us ready for the time he comes again to judge the world and come to live with his children forever. Now, I know there are a lot of kings to keep track of, but what kinds of choices did King Jehoram, the king of Judah, make? Terrible decisions. <laughs> like marrying Ahab's daughter... And Not even taking down all the Asherah poles. poles. Was he able to keep his enemies from winning? No. And then the next Israelite king, Ahaziah, also made a big mistake in marriage and friendship. Do you remember what he did? No. He married into Ahab's house and was friends with Joram. Now it's true that God does want us to love our enemies, praying for them to turn from their sins and call Jesus their king. But like we talked about before, we can ask him to bring friends into our life who can encourage us to live God's way instead of trying to get us not to and we can be that kind of friend to others as we seek to obey God and our parents and treat our friends with kindness and honor. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the way that you provided for the woman in the story who got her land back, and I thank you for the reminders that you are in control whether there's evil kings in charge, whether they're making horrible decisions, or even a prophet like Elijah not doing his job, so then Elisha had to. Would you help us to trust you and to have friends who would lead us in knowing God more? We love you, God. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, Finn. Time to scoot, little newt. Let's get you back to the aquarium bus and you can tell your mom and dad all about our story today, okay? What's a newt? (laughs) It's a little critter. I can show you a picture on Google. Mm. Okay. Do you want to tell the boys and girls goodbye?